0: Praise the Lord. Let's sing. Let's sing. Choir, please. We're going to take a new song. Let's be on our feet, please. Let's sing and just wet the atmosphere with praise. We're going to sing a new song. If you know it, please join us. It says, I pray and I pray, Lord Jesus, answer me. I pray, I pray. I pray and I pray, Lord Jesus, answer me. It is well with my soul.
1: Hallelujah. Is it
0: well with your soul?
1: Hallelujah. Will you join us to pray. Hallelujah. I pray and I pray, Lord Jesus, answer me. I pray, I pray. I pray. I pray and I pray, Lord Jesus, answer. It is well with my soul, it is well with my soul. I pray and I pray, Lord Jesus, answer. Oh, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray and I pray, Lord Jesus, answer me. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. I pray and I pray. Lord Jesus, answer me. I pray. Oh, I pray. Oh, I pray and I pray. Lord Jesus, answer me. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. I pray and I pray. Lord Jesus, he answer me. I pray. I pray. I pray, I pray and I pray Lord Jesus, I'm sorry It is well with my soul It is well With my soul It is well It is well It is well with my soul It is well my soul, yes and no, it is, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, it is well with my soul, it is well, I say with my soul, hallelujah, it is well, it is well. it is fun.
0: It is well with our soul it is well with our soul it is well with our soul not because of anything but because you live forevermore because you remain the same yesterday today and forever and you are the God that answers prayer Lord we give you praise Lord we give you praise Lord we give you praise accept our thanks in the name of Jesus Thank you for all the wonderful testimonies of this morning. Thank you because indeed, you the Lord our God, you are mighty in our midst. Showing yourself strong on our behalf. Thank you because we can see your footprint on every side. Jesus, we give you praise. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. We have come again. In this short period, teach us yourself. Teach us yourself. Let no one go back the same in the name of Jesus. What only you can do, do it in our life this afternoon in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We exhort you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You can please have your seat. Amen. We're going to be doing a part one of a message by the Holy Spirit titled The Unbeatable Power of Prayer. The Unbeatable Power of Prayer. Is anybody here, you have, you have ever prayed and the Lord answered your prayer? If you are in that category, let me see your hand up. You have prayed and God answered your prayer. You have prayed, God answered your prayer. So if you are not raising your hand, God has not answered your prayer. Okay, let's put our hands up. If God has not answered any of your prayer, raise up your hand. So God has answered all our prayers. Amen. Amen. God is good. And all the time, our God is a prayer answering God. When you pray, He answered. If it looks like the answer has not come, don't blame God. Blame yourself or go after the devil. Did you hear that? If you ever prayed and it looks to you that the answer has not come, please don't blame God. For if you blame me, you can be punished for it. Who do you blame? Yourself or who? The devil. But I've come to announce to you, if you find that it is not you that is the cause of that problem not being solved, then you are permitted to go after the devil and disgrace him. And tell him to lift his hand off your problem. And the solution will come like the speed of light. The unbeatable power of prayer. Jeremiah 33 3 says, Call unto me, call unto me, and I will answer thee. This is your God speaking. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, including the source of your problem. And of course the way out of your problem. Psalm 2 verse 8. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heading for thy inheritance. Ask of me and I shall give thee. This is your God talking. The Bible says by two immutable things it is impossible for who? For God to lie. I shall give thee the heading for thy inheritance, and the uttermost part of the head for thy possession. 1 John 5, 14 to 15. 1 John 5, 14 to 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hath it all. If we ask anything, no matter how big the problem, no matter how small, no matter how beautiful, no matter how ugly the problem, if you ask anything, say, He hears you. And if we know, verse 15, and if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, and we know that we have the petition that we desire of Him. John 40, 14 14. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I'm going through these trees for you to know that the God that you serve is a prayer answering God. So if your mindset is, I don't think God answers prayer. Why is my home still like this? Please change your mind today. Because the God that you and I serve, he does what? Answers prayer. There's a song that says, Jesus answers prayers. Jesus answers prayers. The Lord I serve answers prayers. The Lord I serve answers prayers. Prayer. That is your God. It doesn't matter how your problem may be. Jesus answers prayers. A brother said, it doesn't matter what has happened. God is the God. But I'm glad to announce to that family, turn with me to Job 42.10. I say what the Lord has for that family. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. When he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That's the word for that family. A parameter you are going through similar circumstances or you have gone through it. The Lord says, I took you through that fire for you to get refined. And become a better gold for me. I took you through that waters, but I did not allow that waters to drown you. Because I have a better future for you. Now look at it. Job before the trials, Job after the trials. Which one do you prefer? Are you with me? Job before the trial, Job after the trial. Which one do you prefer? Are you ready for the trials? <laughs> Praise God. The Bible said God gave Job twice what he had before. Without a test, there cannot be testimony. Without a trial, triumph is far for you to reach. Matthew 7 7 to 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. So if you fail to ask, and nothing is opened. God's fault, or your fault? If you fail to seek, and so you find nothing, God's fault, or your fault? If you fail to knock, is respect for what happened to your hand as you are knocking, and the door refused to open, God's fault, or your fault? Prayer is powerful. And that's what I've come to tell you this morning. When I talk of prayer is powerful, I'm not talking of the five minutes prayer you pray before you leave your house. I'm not talking of the prayer you pray when you wake up, you just try to quickly brush your teeth and you have to walk. You only said one minute prayer. (laughs) That is not the powerful prayer that we are talking of. I'm not talking of determined prayer. You just try to pray as you are praying. You are even dozing. No. We are talking of committed, fervent,
1: thoughtful,
0: regular, and diligent prayer lifestyle. How is your prayer life? It pains me each time I come here for prayer meetings, and we don't see one tenth of people that are seated here now. And many of us that don't come to that prayer meeting, you have bigger problems than the people that come. And many can afford to stay in front of TV for hours, watching cricket, watching football, browsing internet, but when it comes to coming to church, no, I don't need to go. That one is it's meant for the pastors. And you have problem? The truth is, a man of God analyzed a scripture and he said, no matter what the pastor does for you, no matter what anybody tries to do for you, the best anybody can affect in your problem, can affect in your life, is 25%. The 75%, it is your own personal investment. So if you fail to pay the price, you are ready to accept the life of defeat. And that's the truth. We call for prayers, you don't call. We call for fasting You don't fast. And when the problem comes, you are running a task. Whose fault? It is not God's fault. Neither it is the devil's fault. It is your fault. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the perfect example of a vibrant and energetic prayer life that is where God is taking us to as a church, individually. Thank God for Brother Binza because of the praying church. Thank God for the prayer that went on, on and on, text, what's up. Thank God for what's up, people pray, and the Lord answer. I'm here to ask you, how is your own personal prayer life? Because that is what matters most. The devil that comes to harass you when you are sleeping. Is the pastor there? You face it alone. But are you ready to pray alone? When the sickness struck, who passes through the pain? It is you. And your prayer life is not to write all about. I'm here to challenge you this morning, that if you want to truly serve this God and you want to enjoy the best of Him, your prayer life must change. There is no alternative for prayer. Did you hear that? Get revelation from here till 2,000 years and you refuse to pray. 0 Jesus Christ was a revelation himself. But the Bible says, he went to pray and fast for how many days? Forty days. Because he wanted to start a ministry. In Luke six, twelve to 13, I'm taking you through the life of Jesus. For you to know that you are yet to start at all. You want your problem solved and you don't take time to pray. <laughs> so, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. Now, Jesus did not stay on his bed praying. The King of Kings did not pray and dozing on the bed. What did he do? He went to a mountain to pray. And he prayed for how long? He continued all night in prayer to who? To God. God himself praying to God? Then what about you? And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Now, look at this. Jesus had to pray all night. A day before he went ahead to perform a vital task in his life. To pick all the disciples. Notice. Jesus knew every one of those disciples before they were born. Did you hear that? He knew all of them before they were born. But he still had to pray a day before. All night. To go and choose them. And you go... (laughs) about your life with just five minutes prayer, and you think things will be as it ought to be, it is not possible. Let's not deceive ourselves. Your prayer life must change if you want to be relevant on the assignment of God. In Matthew 40, And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. After a day of crusade, the man was tired. Jesus was tired. What did he do again? To go and take tea? Hello? To go and relax? He went to the mountain again to pray. After a busy day. After crusade of sending people. And note that Jesus was not having a microphone. He was preaching to Thousands without what? Microphone. You can imagine how stressed the man was. And he still finds time to go pray on the mountain. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. When last were you alone with your God? When last were you alone with your God? Pray. Remember. When I say pray, I'm not saying five minutes prayer. When you look at Luke 22, 39 to 46, you see Jesus praying again. He prayed fervently, effective to the point that the Bible says, the blood coming from his body was like what? Blood. A I man of course who can afford to pray, and even... The devil will be laughing. Hello, you are praying. What is happening? The devil is laughing because your prayer is not even getting to the to the middle of the room, of the of the building because you are not vibrant, effective in your prayer. Let me read verse 45. Luke 22, verse 45. At last, he stood up again and returned to the disciples. Remember, he went to the mountain to pray with the disciples. PJJ, Peter, James, and John. The disciples were sleeping. He said, you could not even pray with me. For how many hours? One hour. He went again to pray. They were still sleeping. He went again to pray. They were still sleeping. No wonder, brother Peter, disgracefully, denied his master. He said, pray so that temptation will not overcome you. But Peter was sleeping. But thank God, when Peter caught the fire of prayer, nobody taught him how to pray. Because if he did not pray, he would become a prey. If you fail to pray, you are saying, I want to become what? a prayer. You will not become a prayer to your enemy in the name of Jesus. Then you have to pray. Remember, I'm not talking of prayer. We pray together here. This is just the start of the prayer. Everything we do in church we come to prayer is what? The start of the prayer. 75% of what will make your life be what God wants it to be. It is your responsibility. In your private prayer place, Prayer is a serious job and not a lazy job. And no wonder when you see Jesus praying at night, when it comes to the day, there's no wine. Wine is finished. He does not need to do any gymnastic prayer. What did he do? Go and put water in in the pot. Don't pray on the water. I've prayed the prayer give it to the owner. Lazarus, comfort. Because what? He had prayed the prayer. Elijah was another po- powerful example of fervent prayer. Wherever God is going to take us to here, I believe that spirit is going to come on us afresh because that is what god wants to do god is after your personal prayer life because that is the route for you to get established in him you can afford to snore the old the many of us will say oh doctor said i must i must sleep for eight hours but if i don't sleep for eight hours in a day i will not be balanced he like said, a doctor already said, no, you have to take every lunch so that you will not be launched out.
2: <laughs>
0: They're just deceiving you. They're denying you of your blessing. I told you, I said, was, was it okay during the, the, the picnic? When you look at the formula of God, one day rest out of seven days, which means 14.2% of your time In a day, is the only time you have to rest. Three and a half hours. The rest is left for you to do what God has proposed you to do. Go and find out the story of every great man you see in the kingdom today. They are prayerful people. They are people that settle the issue with God on their knees. But you are all set to your home. Many of us even pray while you are still texting. God, hi, hi, God, I'm coming. And you are praying. <laughs> mm. I say, many of us even while in the church, you rush out to go and receive call. Elijah, in James 5, 16 to 18. He said, "Confess your sin." This is James writing to each other and pray for each other, so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of the righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. That is NIV. He said, "The earnest, the intense, intense, the fervent prayer of the righteous person does what?" has great power and produces wonderful results. So which means, the weak prayer of a righteous person produces what? Produces what? Small power that cannot even heal headache. Small power that cannot even slap a small demon. And it produces... The next, what's the opposite of wonderful result? Unwonderful result. <laughs> Remember, you are righteous. Yes, we know it. But, it's only the fervent prayer of a righteous man. The unfervent prayer of a righteous man produces no result! Elijah, in 1 Kings 17, 1, Let, let's read James, before you go there. James five seventeen. 17. So, Elijah was a woman as we are. And yet, when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then, when he prayed again, the skies sent down rain, and earth began to yield his crop. Only one man. You know, I always say this. If we can have only one Elijah in Oman, this, this Oman will have taught of Sidon. Elijah saw the king, he saw Ahab. He said, Ahab, Ahab said, it is the person that is troubling Israel. No, it is you and your father's house. He faced the king and said, you and your fathers you are the one that is troubling Israel. Because what? He said, is a man of prayer. When you read 1 Kings 71, that was when he, he prayed for rain to stop and God answered. 1 Kings 17:21, he raised a dead child by praying. 1 Kings 18:36 to 38 he caught fire down from heaven. A man like you and I. A man like you and I prayed. He didn't do another thing. What did he do? He, note that he prayed that God would not answer the prayer of the bar. Or the prophet of bar. That God, you can't answer. Their, their, their God must go to sleep. And he prayed god now you have to answer my own prayer and god answered him why not you the power of prayer is unbeatable when i mean unbeatable it is matchless you cannot compare with any power in the world in the universe The level of your empowerment as a Christian is determined by your secret investment in the place of prayer. So, the level you are operating now, your level of power, is a measure of what? Your personal prayer. Not a level of the prayer we pray in church. Take note of that. It's a level of what? Your own personal life prayer. I've told you when we come to church, we're just here to charge our to charge the battery. But for the battery to run, who does that? It is you. We only charge your battery of prayer in church. You are supposed to go to your house and make the battery run and not run down. But how is your battery? The power of God is limitless. Ephesians 3.20 Say now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power. According to the power that worketh in us. Unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. But do you even ask? Do you even think? And thank God, because this power we are talking of is available to every believer. I see someone say, oh, this, par- this prayer, this man is talking. It's for, it's for those pastors. It's for those... My own, I'm just starting. No. In Luke 10:19, 19, it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpent and scorpion, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Matthew 18, 18 to 19, it says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you will bind on earth, whatsoever you are going to forbid on shall be bound or forbidden in heaven. So if you fail to bind anything, you fail to forbid anything, heaven is not committed to do anything on your behalf. So whatsoever you lose, that is, you permit on shall be loose or permitted where in heaven so the responsibility for your prayer to be answered for your life to change for your expectation to be met lies with who with who with god with you the time has come yes we come together we all pray together we do everything but the responsibility to make heaven. I was reading the morning devotion. Two days ago. It says. That we are brothers. <coughs> Does not mean. God will say. Oh, because you are brother to this brother. You will go to heaven. No. You have to justify. Your making heaven. By yourself. By yourself. Devil is not afraid. Of your anointing. Devil is not afraid of your gift. You can speak in tongues, you can prophesy, you can heal the sick. Devil is not afraid of it. He has seen it from the beginning of the world. He saw it with Moses. Are you hearing me? He saw it with Moses. So it's not new. It's not new for the devil. He's not afraid of your power, of your say. I can, I can do this. I can do. No, devil is not afraid of it. He's not afraid of your salvation. It's not afraid of your intellect. devil is not even afraid of your fasting. It's not afraid of any resources you have at your disposal. It's not afraid of your preaching, but he is afraid of your prayer. You know why? When you go on your knees, what do you do? You are committing God to act on your behalf, and devil is afraid of God. So, when you fail to pray, the devil is just laughing. He's just laughing. Because you know it does, For before you know it, they are not to begin to what? Go down. The devil is not afraid of anything you have. He's only afraid of you when you go on your knees to pray because the moment you start to pray, God is ready to act on your behalf. And devil dare not look at the face of God. In Acts chapter 12, James, as powerful as he was, was put to prison and beheaded. The power in the life of James. Remember, James was transfigured with Jesus Christ. He was on the month of transfiguration. He received power to heal, to set the captive free, but the power could not stop him from being killed. But when Peter was arrested, and the church woke up, What happened? God said, my children are praying. Go and set him free. It was prayer that set Peter free, not power. So, if you want anything from God, you better go on your knees. I will read this for you about a man called John Knox. That pray for Scotland. Disreputed for this man that said, Give me Scotland or I die. Let me read this. While very healed? It was probably on his on the hospital of very healed. John Locke, the founder of the, of the Presbyterian Church in Scotland, called to his wife and said, Read me that scriptures where I first cast my anchor after he listened to the beautiful prayer of jesus according to john 17 he seemed to forget his weakness in other words the moment he had that call to prayer from the Scriptures, that sickness what vanished and look at what he did he began to pray interceding earnestly for his fellow women he prayed for the ungodly who had thus far rejected the gospel he pleaded in behalf of people who have been recently converted, and he requested protection for the lost servant, many of whom are facing persecution. As John Knox prayed, listen to this, his spirit went home to be with the Lord. What a wonderful way to die. He was praying his life unto what? Death. And look at what the Queen of Scotland said about this man. I wonder what your employer has said about you. I wonder what your country is saying about you. Look at what, what it said. The Queen of Scotland said, I fear John Knox's prayer more than I do the armies of my enemies. Say, I fear John Knox's prayers more than an army of 10,000 men. Who fears your prayer? Does the devil even fear your prayer? Not to talk of men. amen let's face one of it the lord will continue with us the next time on that i believe you have been challenged to pray this morning that is what god sent me to come and encourage you to do when god gives me the opportunity we'll continue the preaching so in summary prayer is powerful but you have to put your power to work through vibrant and fervent prayer. God is ready to answer your prayer, but you must be ready to pray and not faint. He said, man must pray and not faint. You must be ready to ask. You must be ready to seek. You must be ready to knock. There are some people here this morning, you are not born again. Hear what the Bible says about you, God is saying about you. He said, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law. That means if you refuse to be born again, look at what God says. Even his prayer shall be abomination unto him. You are here, you are not born again. Or you have been born again, but you 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 are careless with your born again experience and you backseed. I want to raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. But the truth is, you cannot make it if you are not... The Bible says, when you pray as a non-believer, it's what? Abomination. God does not receive The only prayer God hears from you as a non-believer is prayer of forgiveness. That you are repenting and coming to Him. You are here, you are not born again. Can I see your hand raised up, please? I want to pray with you. So that your life will change. Or you have been born again. Yes, you, are, you surrendered your life before. But you cannot, you are not even sure. If you are not sure you are not born again, then you are not born again. I want to pray with you. Your hands up, please. You know you are not born again. I know there are people here. You are not born again. It said, when you pray unto him. And you refuse to heed to his instruction. Your prayer is an abomination. No, when your prayer is an abomination unto him. It means instead of blessing. Each time you come to pray, you are, you, you are making him to be angry with you. And when God is angry with you, anything can happen. You are the mercy of the devil. You are here, you are not born again. I want to, God wants to help you. Raise up your hand, I want to pray with you. You are not born again here, here, I want to pray with you. Anybody raising his hand? At the back, anybody? Anybody? You want to surrender your life to Jesus. Or you have surrendered your life before, but you are backslidden. You are committing sin willingly, anyhow. You have no check again. God wants to have mercy on you. If there's nobody, then we are going to pray. The rest of us, I want you to pray. In Luke 18 1, the Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to pray always and not to faint. You know the prayer I'm going to pray? Say, Father, deliver me from prayerlessness. Deliver me from lukewarmness in the place of prayer. Go ahead and pray that prayer. How is your prayer life? If you truly want a change in your life, you must pray. Lord, deliver me from prayerlessness. Deliver me from prayerlessness. Energize my prayer life. Energize my prayer life. Empower me to pray and not to faint. Empower me to pray and not to faint. Empowerment of prayer and
1: not of faith. Lord, every spirit of slumber. Relieve my place of prayer. Jesus, I cause them today. In the name of Jesus, I cause the spirit of slumber. The spirit of complacency. In the place of prayer. Jesus, energize my prayer life today. In the name of Jesus, I reject and I refuse. Every spirit of slumber manifest in him a prayer life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit.
0: In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. I will give you one thing. You want to go and practice what you have heard today. When next you, you make a target to pray at night. Thank God for our man, where we are. Don't stay in that house to pray. Do your exercise and walk and pray. Go out and pray. Because okay, if you see that bed, as you start, Father, I thank you, you land on the bed. Go out to pray. As you are doing your exercise, what are you doing? You are praying. Radoro, she se As you are doing that exercise, what are you doing? You are praying. And you are using one stone to kill two birds. You are exercising your body. And you are exercising your spirit. So you have no excuse to say, oh, there's no time to pray. No, cut one hour out of your sleep and you sit to pray. And come and tell me the testimony. See, when you do that, you go, you face every day with boldness. If you see the devil, you are ready to slap him. Because your day is already loaded. And so you are not, you, are not, you cannot be molested. You see anybody you face, like Joshua. Joshua saw even the angel of heaven. He was ready to confront him. Say, are you for us
1: or against us?
0: Because Joshua was a man of prayer. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. For you have done your work. Lord, I pray let the spirit of prayer and supplication go into every life that is here. That every one of us will change our level of prayer. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit of slumber in the place of prayer of everyone here this afternoon. In the name of Jesus, that as we pray, a man will shake for the Lord. In the name of Jesus, as we pray, destiny shall be remodeled. In the name of Jesus, thank you Holy Spirit, we give you praise. Thank you Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.
2: Shall we just continue to thank the Lord? God has spoken and God is telling us very clearly that a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. You have the authority, you have that power to defeat Every circumstance around you. But if you are prayerless, you are powerless. God told Abraham that he will have a child. God told Sarah that she would have a child. But she laughed. And then God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Don't put God to the test. Go to Him with your prayer. Go to Him. Talk to Him. Talk with Him. And you will see things happening around you. God loves a prayerful Christian. You and I need to be powerful, prayerful Christians. We have the authority. Release it out into the world. God has already given it to us. We need to be able to release it. Let's just thank the Lord. The Lord has again reminded us that the weapon of warfare is in our hands. He's given it to us. Let's just thank the Lord. Thank you, Father God, that the greatest weapon that we ever need to fight every battle that will come our way is already there with us. Father God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord Father, for reminding us today, Lord Father. Once again, Lord, that you have already given us that weapon of warfare, Lord Father. And Father God, we thank you right now, Lord Father, that even as we take that weapon in our hand, Lord Father, and step out into this world, your presence shall go ahead of us, Lord Father. Thank you, Father God. We give all glory to you, Lord Father. We thank you, Father God, for your servant whom you have used today, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for speaking to him and through him, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, that multiple portions of your anointing be poured upon him, Lord Father. We pray, Lord, for blessing on him and his family, Lord Father. And that you will use him the more in days to come. We thank you, we praise you, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you for every one of us who is here, Lord Father. And Father God, even as we step out, Lord Father, we pray, Lord, that we will step out with victory in our sight, Lord Father. We will step out with a prayer on our lips, Lord Father. We give all glory to you, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the Lord for ever and ever. Amen.